Welcome back to Juncture Podcast. If this is your first time listening, Juncture represents my love of films and dreams and the similarities between them. These are also the two topics that I discuss on this podcast. Dreams are the films our mind creates and films are dreams actualized. I use my multidisciplinary background to examine films and dreams through the use of symbolism, imagery, motifs, and other narrative and visual techniques involved in storytelling and understanding meaning. This week's episode is going to be about a dream I had not too long ago. This is this was one of the weirdest dreams that I recently had and it was so strange that right after I woke up from the dream I immediately um rolled over and recorded it. I usually write these down write these down in my journal, but it was eleven o'clock at night and I was just let me just pull out my phone and start recording it. So this whole rundown of this dream is from my audio recording, so I'm gonna try to make it as polished as possible. Um because I, I did a little proofreading, but hopefully I got everything and here's the dream. So the dream starts off, I am actually having a conversation. I don't know who I was having a conversation with, but I was having a conversation about a time that I was at a friend's house, but the friend, it wasn't someone that I actually knew. Like, I don't know who this woman was, and as I'm telling whoever this person is about this time I I stayed at a friend's house, the dream starts to go into a reenactment of what I'm telling the friend. And I don't know if I've ever had a dream or such, you know, a dream like that, but it was, that was, I mean, it starts off really weird. When the dream starts to go into the reenactment, I realized that I'm also not me in the dream. I'm a completely different person. So apparently this person that I was, this person that I was, was having my home fumigated and uh, I need a place to stay. And this woman that I knew in the dream um, that I was telling, that I was talking to about, I told her that I had known this friend for five or six years. And I guess after that point, I was okay with asking if I could stay at her place while I got my fumigated. And, <laughs> and the friend was like, okay, that's fine. Um, you can stay at my place. And in the dream, I said that I had never actually been to her house. And whenever me and this friend would hang out, we would just meet somewhere else or we would meet at work and then drive to wherever we were hanging out or going to hang out. I'd never actually been to her house. I didn't know where she lived. And so the woman gives me her address and for whatever reason, she hasn't gotten off work yet. And I don't know, apparently, I 
I guess I had a key to her house. So she gives me her address and I go to her house. And as I'm, I guess after I gotten the address and I'm driving there, I realize that, <laughs> that she lives in this bad part of town. But in the dream, I had relatives that lived in the bad part of town. And I was okay with like visiting there because I'd been there before visiting relatives and I hadn't had any problems. So this whole backstory or reason why I know these things is because in the dream, I think I was telling this this other third person about these events, this, this reenactment. I was telling them about what had happened and then in the Visually in the dream, it was starting to become a reenactment of what was happening. I don't know, it's really weird. So that's kind of like the only way I know in this particular dream that there was like this backstory, like there's stuff about the people in the dream. But anyway, um, where was I? Um, oh, okay. So I go to her house and... I guess the fumigation only takes, I don't know, 24 hours. Like, I wasn't planning to stay that long. When I called and asked her, she, the friend asked me if I could stay uh, a little bit longer over the weekend because she was going to have to work or something, and she wanted someone to watch her kids. And so I was like, okay, sure, um, that's fine. I'll stay the weekend, no problem. My friend had two sons, I guess they were elementary school age, and at the time, the kids weren't home either, but they were still at school, and their dad was going to pick them up and drop them off at home, and I only know this because, like I said, there's there's like a there's like this narration that's going on. And then also towards the end of the dream, I, I see the dad, the friend's ex-husband dropping the kids off. So it's, I, it's really weird. So I get to the house. There's no one there. And I go inside. I'm walking through the house. And I remember whoever I was talking to telling them about this event that was happening uh, I was describing them what the inside of the house looked like. And I was like, everything's fine. Um, everything's neat and clean. And she had like, in her bedroom, she had like a completely separate bed in her room. And I don't know why she had like a separate bed in her room. Um, but the home, the home was really small. And at one end of the room, I mean, at one end of the house was her room, and the opposite end, I guess, was where her son's rooms were, and then in the middle, when you would walk in, was the living room and the kitchen, and then you'd make a turn and go down, like, a hallway, and there was the bathroom, and then finally her room. Um... And there's something weird about the bathroom, but I'll get into that later. 
So I go down to her bedroom and I sit my stuff down there. And that's when I notice it's another weird thing. I look up at the at the ceiling in her bedroom and it looks like she had some kind of roof damage or water damage, like there was a leak or something from her roof and it come down to her ceiling. But it looked like it had been mildew, but the ceiling had been kind of worked over or like painted over or like patched over in some kind of way. Whatever it was, there was something weird going on with the ceiling. Like it was like, it looked spackled and caked over in plaster. You know, like there was a, like the, the sheet rocking had kind of caved in and they were, it had been patched over with, uh, with, uh, whatever it whatever they put over when they put the sheetrock on the house and they put the, the paste stuff over, but it looked like that. They had just kind of patched over with it, but it was like, sort of like caked on and it was, it was, something was going on. It was something wrong with the ceiling. And I was just like, okay, this is weird. But, <laughs> You know, whatever it was, it looked like she tried to repair it. So I was like, okay, whatever. And so I walk out the bedroom, and right as you walk out the bedroom, I guess it's to the left, there is the back door. And the back door uh, leads out to, like, the back the backyard in the back of her house. And there was a weird situation with the door as well because the door, the entire door the frame, the trim, everything was all painted over painted over white with the same speckled texture treatment as the ceiling and the walls. It almost looked like it had been sealed shut. Uh it was blended over to where you you couldn't like if you didn't see the trim and the texture and the you know the outline of the door frame and the the shape of the door and the panels on the door, you wouldn't know that there was a door there. Like it was almost as if it was camouflaged and painted over. Like they didn't want anyone to know that this was a back door and that this was an exit out of the house. So I'm staring at this door because it's really weird. And I'm thinking to myself in the dream, trying to figure out what's going on because I'm thinking, why is the door almost painted over? It's almost like it's been sealed, sealed shut with paint. And I'm standing there uh, looking at this door, trying to figure out like what's going on. And at this point, I'd only been in the house for what seemed like about 10 or 15 minutes before I hear someone beating on the door really, really hard. And it's like three or four knocks, like, bam, 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 bam on the door. And it startles me because I'm in the middle of this thought process trying to figure out what's wrong with this door. And now somebody is on the outside beating on the door like they're trying to break it down. And (laughs) I'm just thinking, you know, oh my God, who is this? Uh, Nobody knows or no one should know that I'm here. You know, does someone know that or does someone think that she's home 
or is someone supposed to be coming over? Do people think she's here, but she's not here? And so then I'm, I was, I was, it was so loud and just violent almost. Um, I was thinking to myself, like, nobody that's up to, you know, nobody that's up to, only people that are up to no good will be beating on somebody's door like that. And it was, it was like their fist, like they made a fist and they were just pounding with all their strength on the door. And there was a window right beside the door and I was just thinking, you know, let me go look out, you know, peep through these blinds and see who's out there. But before I could even get my hand hand to the to the blinds to kind of like peep through the blinds to look out, whoever is on the outside starts kicking the door. And that's when I really start getting scared because I realized that they're kicking the door trying to break in and the person kicks one time and at this point they don't get in and I start backing away from the door because I start to realize that I didn't have my cell phone because I left my cell phone and my bags and everything in the bedroom in my friend's bedroom when I first got in everything was happening so fast so the first time they kicked on the door, you know, they didn't, nothing happened. And they kicked a second time really hard. And I'm just, you know, like, oh my God, you know, I tried, I'm trying to back away from the door. And then they kick a third time. And that's when the door breaks in and it just flies open the door uh it's it's pulled away from the door frame and the hinges and it's just uh they just kick the, the kick down the door and it falls back down on the floor and like I said like it happened so fast in the dream because I didn't even have time to run back into the room to get my phone or, and call the police because by the time I had moved away from the the door and away from the window, uh, you know, just thinking about motioning to go to the bedroom to get my phone, they had already, you know, kicked the third time and kicked the door down and they were coming into the house. This guy comes in and I don't know who this guy is. He's just some random character, you know, that I guess I mind created. I've never seen him before. I don't know who he is, but he comes in um, through the door and I remember trying to run away and he grabs me by the shoulders or like the shirt or something and as he grabs me we both go down on the floor so I'm on my back and he's on top of me and his hands are like on each side of my shoulders and he's asking me where my friend was or something like that and I'm just you know, saying, thinking, you know, she's not here. 
you know, I don't know, she, you know, she's, she's not here. You know, my house is getting fumigated. I'm just staying here. Um, I said, I don't, I don't know anything about her. I don't know what she's up to. Uh, you know, I don't know. She's not, she's not here. And then I start to tell him that her kids are supposed to be home, that I have to babysit her kids and that, you know, hey, you can't be here because, you know, like people are coming home. They're expecting me to be here alone. You know, they're, you know, they're, someone's going to be home soon is basically what I was trying to like tell him. And this guy was just like, um, he started saying stuff about her sons, her oldest son. And he says, yeah, he knows me. Um, the son and I are friends. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, what, you know, like, what are you talking about? Like the kid, he's 10 or 11 years old. Why does he know you? And I guess he was trying to say that it doesn't matter that the kids are coming home or whatever. They're not going to call the police anything um, because they know me. And then he kept asking me about, he kept asking me stuff. I can't remember what it was exactly, but I do remember him asking about where the drugs were. <laughs> I was just like, I don't even know. I just got here. Um, I'm just here because my house is getting fumigated. I don't know anything. This is my first time coming here. I don't know where she keeps anything. Uh, I don't know where anything is in this house. At this point in the interrogation and questioning, um, I think it's when he gets up because at that moment I started to think, how am I going to get out of this situation? Because the guy is still on top of me and I couldn't get up. And I was like, if he moves away, I don't think I'll be able to get up and run away before he catches me. But the guy does end up getting up and I don't know what he was doing. Like, I don't know if he started, if he was like thinking about looking for something, but when he gets up and he stands up, he starts to sort of like walk away from me, but we're in this small space and he starts, he's like standing in front of the door to the friend's bedroom. Okay. And this is where I mentioned earlier about the bathroom and the hallway looking really weird, like the whole area in front of the bedroom. So the hallway in front of the bedroom really isn't a hallway. It's like a room where a hallway should have been, but it's it's kind of like an open concept room, which is really weird because the room, the space that's supposed to be the open concept is where the hallway and the bathroom are like supposed to be connected. But where the outside wall and the door to the bathroom would have been, there's no wall there. It's just like... You're walking down a hallway and then you look over to one side and instead of a wall being there and the door to the bathroom, it's just, there's just no wall. The wall is just gone. 
and you can see where the wall should have been. There's the, the toilet, the shower stall where the shower and the bathtub um, is, and then there's a, a sink, and there's tile and stuff on the floor, but there's no fa there's no facing wall to make this area into a, ha a hallway. It's like a weird open concept bathroom or something. So when the guy busted in through the door and he grabbed me, instead of me falling back onto the back wall of the hallway, I just fall, you know, we both fall back onto the floor because there's no wall there. And I just thought that was a really important architectural feature to note because that's not how things are built in real life. And I think it plays into a little bit of the symbolism that I'm going to discuss later on. But um, anyway, so back into where the guy gets up and he's, he gets up off me and he's standing open, standing over into like this open space, but he's more towards where the bedroom door is. So I'm like, I can't get to the bedroom to get my phone and call for help. The only way, the closest exit is through the back door and it's still pretty close to where he is. So I, so I, I just, I end up just making a run for it. Cause I'm just like, I can't stay here. You know what I mean? And so I just get up and I take off running through the back door that he busted down. I run down the steps through the backyard and then I go out uh, from the backyard towards the side yard and the front yard and then down the driveway past my car. Um, by the time I get to the car, I'm like, I'm not even going to get in the car and because I don't have my keys anyway. So even if I tried to get in the car to like hide or something, um, by the time I get in the car and try to do anything, he's going to, you know, already be there coming after me. So I just keep running and I run down the street and I'm just like yelling, running down the street. Another weird thing is because at the beginning of the dream, the house that my friend lived in was in a suburban neighborhood with houses next door. But when I come back out of the house, trying to run for help, you know, running for my life, trying to get help, the neighborhood is now a rural neighborhood. There's woods everywhere. The houses that were next door and across the street in the beginning of the dream are not there. There's no houses. And I'm just running down this road. It's like a sort of like a dirt road out in the country. There was no neighbors across the street. There was no houses next door. Nothing like that anymore. It was completely different landscape on the outside. So it's this rural area. I wouldn't even say a neighborhood because I couldn't even see any houses next, you know, nearby. So I'm running down this road and I thought I would have been able to go next door and get help, but that's, that's not possible. You know, that's not going to be possible. So I end up just running down the street 
and it appears to be winter time and the woods are just bare, the grass is dry. So it could be winter or fall or even maybe summer and this, you know, it's just a drought or some things are just dry, but the trees are bare, there's no foliage and the road is a dry dirt road almost and I'm running down the road screaming and and I'm thinking if he comes back out he's gonna see me because I'm in the middle of the road so I go off the road because off the road there's like this trail into the woods and I start running on that trail down into the woods thinking maybe these I can you know I'll be able to hide in these trees that's when I hear this guy coming the same guy from that broke into the house coming up behind me but he's not running he's on a four-wheeler and I know that because before even hearing it didn't sound like a car it sounded more like a motorcycle or like kind of like a tractor kind of sound you know it didn't sound like a car and so I was like okay he's on his four-wheeler now and this guy's like chasing me and (laughs) so this guy I'm on foot running he's chasing me with his four-wheeler and I can hear him coming through the woods the trail that I take it runs parallel to the road that I was just on there's like some tall grass and some trees that can sort of hide me from the road so that he can't see me. So (laughs) this is where, I mean, it gets kind of stupid, but he's not directly, okay, so he's not directly behind me on the trail, but I can still hear him. And and I'm still screaming at this point. He's close behind me. I'm still running. And I decide to to try to like trick him to think that I've continued onward so that he can pass me up. And then once he passes me up, I can circle back around, go back to where the house is, get my phone, or just find some other people and get help because the way this wood, these woods are looking, the further I go into these woods, you know, I'm not seeing any more houses or anything. So I'm worried that I'm going to get lost in these woods and I'm not going to be able to find anybody to get help. So I find this patch of grass that's tall enough. And I literally just lay down in the grass, like flat face down in the grass. And I just, I mean, it's kind of high. But I, I mean, I think it's high enough to where I don't think he can really see me. So the guy ends up coming up to where I'm hidden in the grass on the four wheeler and just drives right past me on the on the four wheeler and keeps on going. And I'm like, OK, it worked. He thinks I'm still up ahead on the road. Like he doesn't know, like I'm out here hiding in the grass. And another weird thing happens. So instead of circling back to the house, like I had initially said that I was going to do in the dream, 
I I don't do that. I I keep running through the woods. And then as I go a little ways further, I notice that the dirt road that I was on that led, you know, it led out of the neighborhood is now like this feeder road onto a highway, but it's not even a, a it's not a busy highway. And it's what I describe as like a rural highway. Um, if you've ever driven on I-10, you know, if you're from Houston and you've driven on I-10, um, going out towards, you know, San Antonio, and once you get out of the city and you start, <laughs> and you start going through these small towns, or in between these small towns, and there's like, no houses there's like nothing out there but like fields and grass and cows that's what this highway looked like when the the road the dirt road turned into the feeder road and you know it feeds onto the highway y'all there was just it was just open plains there was like it was just highway out there there was no houses there was no trees there was there was nothing out there um so that's what the highway looked like but it still looked like it was a major Texas highway with like multiple lanes and 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 stuff. So it 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 looked normal and you know it didn't look too crazy. And I I I recognized it as a Texas highway. Like I felt like I was in Texas. So I don't know if that means anything. And so when I get out. When I get out onto the highway, I stop because I see the guy on the four-wheeler up ahead of me and he starts, and, and as as he's up ahead of me on the highway, there starts to be sort of like traffic now on the highway, like there's a couple cars coming. But this guy, he has he's driving straight across these lanes, like there's at least two lanes going one way and then there's the median and then there's like at least two lanes going the opposite direction. He's just driving clean across all the lanes across the median and he's, you know, there starts to be cars on the road and I'm just looking at him like, like I don't want him to circle back like I don't want him to see me out there and so in the dream that's when I start thinking to myself in my head please let him crash please let him crash please let him crash you know because this let him crash this four-wheeler so he can stop chasing me and then once he stops chasing me then I can flag down someone on the highway to get help because I I didn't want him to see me and then circle back around on the four-wheeler and, you know, see me standing out there and try to, like, I don't know, run me over and kill me. So he's, as he's driving across these lanes, there's cars on the highway. The cars don't hit him. He just, he's just driving over. And so in my head, when I'm saying, please let him crash, please let him crash, please let him crash, like over and over again, the it's it it happens in like slow motion so he gets across the 
first two lanes and like the the two medians and he's on the other side the opposite side of the highway and it's like in slow motion he ends up going airborne and he's at least uh i guess five or five or six feet off the ground perpendicular to the highway he's in the air and then once he gets you know like perpendicular to the highway he just takes the four-wheeler just takes a nosedive and crashes straight back down into the ground and he doesn't come back up so I'm like I don't know I I don't think he hit a ditch maybe he hit a ditch but it looked like he just crashed straight down to the flat road like he just went up you know like he was gonna I guess like fly over a hill or something like Dukes of Hazard style but then it just goes like a nosedive straight into the ground and I'm like relieved because I'm like okay now I can you know proceed to get help you know flag somebody down and that's when I noticed that there are these state troopers or police officers or I think it, the car says state troopers in the dream but they're on the highway because there's some construction going on the highway and I guess they're there to make sure the construction workers don't get run over or something on the highway but there's, there's state troopers there's police cars out there and the the state trooper car sees the crash and it starts turning around from where it's parked and going towards where the accident is and that's when I run out onto the highway and start waving my hands and trying to flag down the car and um when I flag down the state trooper you know they stop and the guy gets out of the car the state trooper gets out of the car and he's like you know trying to figure out like what you know what's going on like why am I out here just this random person out on the highway and then I started telling him what's going on and that this guy I uh, was staying at my friend's house and I was supposed to stay there over the weekend I got there about 10 to 15 minutes and this guy starts kicking down the door and he's asking about drugs and I'm just like, you know, I I need you to help me because I think this guy, this guy just was trying to like kill me. And that's when, as I'm starting, you know, I kind of went through my story. Then the guy that broke into the house, that just crashed the ATV, I, I don't know how he survived, but... He has now walked up to us where me and the state trooper are standing there talking. The The guy comes up and he starts trying to explain his side of the story. He's trying to explain the situation. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And basically, you know, he's just saying stuff, trying to discredit me. And, of course, his story of what happened is completely different than what actually happened. And so I'm trying to tell the state trooper guy, you know, don't believe him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, all of that. And 
at this point is when the sort of things in the the sequence of the dream starts to get fuzzy because I start to feel myself kind of waking up during this part. But another weird thing happens. At, I mean, if it wasn't weird enough, the guy from the accident comes up, walking up, trying to get out of being arrested. But another weird thing. So as I was telling the state trooper about what happened the dream it's like in it's like inception okay okay i'm going to try to explain it like it's it's really weird to explain so okay in the beginning of the dream i you know in my head i was telling someone about the time i stayed at my friend's house then the dream goes into reenactment and then that reenactment becomes the visuals in the dream then in this dream when i'm talking to the state trooper and telling them about what happened it's sort of another reenactment because in my head and the dream and the reenactment in the dream i'm having a reenactment inside my head of what's of like what is what is going to happen like so like the dream like jumps and I don't I don't know how we got there I guess we walked back or the state trooper drove me back to my friend's house but in the dream I I was like visualizing that's what I mean when like the reenactment of the reenactment of like telling him what happened and then like in my head I don't know like it's like a visualization of being there on side of the highway talking to the state trooper but then also it's like these other visuals sort of bleed into the visuals of being on side of the highway and then like I'm back at the friend's house and we're at the friend's house there are not state troopers but like the police police that are there the my friend's sons are there um the friend is there the friend ex-husband is there with the boys because he dropped them off and at this point, you know, it's been so long that, you know, the the dad has dropped the kids off at the house. The friend has come home and they're all wondering what's going on because I'm not there when I was supposed to be there. The back door has been kicked in, you know, and so, you know, logically they would call the police to try to figure out what's going on, what happened to me, where I am. Um... So like, so then I'm, um, like I said, I'm back at the house. I get back there and the crazy dude, he's back there with us too. And, you know, he's there trying to, you know, explain to them that 
you know, his story is what actually happened, but that's not the case. And I remember when we got to, when we got back to the initial crime scene, my friend's house, and the police are there and they're talking to my friend, her ex, and the kids, and I'm standing there kind of a ways away from them talking to the state troopers. I remember her oldest son was was looking at me and he looked scared as I was talking to police, telling them about this guy again and what he was saying to me about how my friend's oldest son knew him. And right as I was saying that to the state trooper, I looked over at the oldest son and he was looking back at me scared and I was like, with this drug dealer guy, um, what did he say to my friend's son? Like, what is going on? Was he threatening and harassing the kids and stuff? It was just really, really, it, it felt like there was more to the story. But there was no more to the story because right after that is when I woke up. Okay, it's a really weird dream. It was a bit intense, especially as I was like dreaming it, but I'm going to give a little bit of backstory on it because the backstory is, it's kind of funny and it's not the backstory of like stuff in the dream, but it's the backstory on how the dream was sort of constructed in a way. So I I think there were things, okay, so I think one of the reasons why the dream was so weird was because there were some things that happened recently, like right before I had the dream, that affected what I ended up dreaming about. So the day, um, the day before the dream, I was watching this movie and there was this drug dealer in the movie who was forcing people to take this drug. And I think in the dream, the the guy might have been trying to get me to take a drug or he was asking me something about um, drugs. And so I think that that's how the the figure in the dream was was influenced was selected was sort of modeled after this dream I saw I mean after this movie that I saw and I don't remember exactly what he was saying but I I remember it being something about drugs and so I was like okay that's that dream I mean that's that movie that I saw and that's where that came in. But there was also the the fact that he was like knocking on the door and then kicking down the door. And, you know, also relating back to that movie and the person was like forcing people to take drugs. That guy, you know, busting down the door and like forcing himself in was sort of 
very similar in ways of how the, the person in the movie that I saw was trying to, you know, tackling people and trying to get them to take this drug. So it was partially, it was like that movie blended in with the fact that that same day that I had the dream earlier that day, I uh, I was taking a nap. It was in the afternoon. I was taking a nap, and the FedEx or the UPS guy was knocking on my door, and I didn't get up at the time. I just laid there. Um, I just I just laid back down, but <laughs> I was like, um, the way that. You know, I was I was asleep, but the way that he knocked on my door was like I don't know <laughs> I don't know who um I don't know who these FedEx people or these FedEx people are. The way they knock on the door, they knock on the door like the police, like with their fists pounded on the door and and this is not the first time that the the delivery people have knocked on my door like that. Like I understand they want people to get to the door, but it's it's just ridiculous, like to be knocking on someone's to just pound with your fist on someone's door that hard. Um, it was so it, it woke me up out of my sleep, and at the time, like I hadn't quite. I was kind of like, I hadn't fallen into a deep sleep that I was kind of like slightly awake. And so I think that kind of startled me even, like it made me startled even more because it's kind of like the in-between stage where you're sort of awake, but not quite awake, but you're not quite asleep either. So you're still very alert and very, I guess, sensitive to like sounds and noises that are going on. And when I heard that, I just kind of like, sort of disoriented um but just like why are you knocking on my door like that like it it was so loud like it, when I first woke up I thought someone was kicking down the door because that's how hard this person was pounding with their fist on the door and all this is just ridiculous <laughs> so after that happened um the second time um, I don't know when this was. I must have. This must have happened like right after I w- was frightened awake from my nap with the FedEx guy. Um, I think I fell back asleep, <laughs> and then again, um, I okay. So a backstory within a backstory. So about five or six months ago, I had to install some curtains on my on my on the window, and I didn't feel like drilling holes into the wall. I didn't even have a drill, so I was not about to go out and buy a drill just to put up these curtains. So I bought some 3M these 3M uh, adhesive command command strips, those hooks. So the hooks have been on the wall at this point for about five or six months, like I said. 
I went back asleep. I think this was right after my first nap. <sighs> Two of the three command hooks that I had on the wall fall down, crash to the... They don't crash. They fall on top of my TV shelf, the stand where I have like my TV. Oh my God. It was a chorus that also sounded like someone was again breaking into my home because I don't know what these curtain rods and these hooks hit, but it just, it sounded like something was, maybe when you're asleep, things sound louder than they are. I don't know, but these hooks fell off the wall, y'all. And it, I just thought like someone was busting into my house again. And <laughs> I I woke up and it was it was so 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 loud. I was like, oh my God, these freaking hooks. And the second time of waking up, I was just like, let me get up and put on Netflix because there's too much stuff making noise in my house and basically <laughs> these two crashing sounds me being startled awake is like it 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 eventually later on that night bled into my or influenced what I dreamed about later that night because yo like right after that I had the dream of these loud sounds and someone breaking into this house where I was staying at. So, yeah, I, I remember thinking when the the FedEx guy or the UPS guy knocked on the door, and even I think again when the curtains fell, I was like, it sounds like someone is kicking down my door. Um... And then that's what happens in the dream. I'm going to... Okay, so there are a few symbols in this dream that I'm going to kind of go into. I pretty much discussed them all a little bit, but I'm going to go into a little, just a little bit more detail. So, of course, how... I kind of went over that already, but the big one was how your environment can affect your dreams um, of course, home, um, because I was in a home. That's a very big symbol that I often dream about a lot. The third one was the the door. Uh, there was one door that I went in. And then the second door is the one that was sealed shut, almost hidden, camouflaged. And that was the back door. And the next symbol, of course, is the intruder. And then after that, there is the theme. It's not quite a symbol, it's more a theme. Getting help but not being believed or being discredited, I think is more more like it. Having someone come in, the person who is the perpetrator um, interjecting themselves into the situation to discredit what I was saying. And then the final thing is not really a symbol or a theme, but I want to mention it because it's really cool, uh, lucid dreaming. 
I'm going more detail about that, but it's one thing that made the dream really, really cool. So the first, um, the first symbol, uh, home, I'm not home, how your environment can affect your dreams. And basically, um, the feeling of, or the, the fear or the, uh, assumption of a home invasion, uh, just overall feelings of being unsafe. So when I was, when I was startled awake by those two sounds, they made me think someone was breaking into my home. This, of course, uh, these two, the sounds and the, the guy being like some kind of drug dealer or something, uh, this was all mixed, you know, mixed together, um, with the part from the movie that I saw before, like a day before or a few days before the dream. And that mixed in with possible fears, anxieties of living alone and having the possibility of an intruder coming into my home, the loud sounds with the over, over, uh, enthusiastic FedEx guy knocking on my door and the curtains falling uh, automatically took me to the thought of someone breaking in. So it's kind of like the fears and the anxieties blending with the sounds, blending with the movie, all blending together overall to sort of create this dream scenario um, and I talk a little bit about, now this really wasn't a purposeful dream construction, but I do, I did make an episode in season one of my podcast talking about how your environment can influence your dreams, especially sounds. Um, but the episode specifically more covered how you can purposefully influence your dreams or construct your dreams. Um, but it also talked about how things that are going on in your environment can affect how your dreams are constructed. So it's kind of like things can happen so like beyond your control. But that episode is season one, episode 13, titled Dream Meanings, How to Construct Your Dreams. And I will leave a link to that in the description for this episode. The next symbol is home. Um, if anyone has followed along with me on the dreams that I had personally, they know that the home symbol is a reoccurring symbol in dreams that I've had and home is a representation of the self myself yourself it's a very interesting symbol one of my favorites and definitely if it's a you know a home a building something that's like a residence you definitely want to pay attention to that because it really reflects you yourself and internally 
you know, what's going on with you. So I, it's, I think it's a really important symbol to pay attention to when you dream about it. And not just the details about the structure, but also what else is going around inside the structure, what it looks like, you know, just pay, paying attention overall in, of a dream that has um, home dwellings, buildings, and hab- habitats in them. Just pay attention to those dreams. Anyway, um, <laughs> the door being sealed shut. So this, I felt, I felt like the door, the intruder, um, are all rep, are all connected to the home symbol. Like the home is like the main symbol, but like within that symbol or other smaller symbols that sort of relate back to the home, the self, me. And so I'm going to, I put, I put them all together in this sort of, uh, explanation. So the door being sealed shut, um, not having a way out, literally it, it almost being, you know, camouflaged and painting over basically saying, you know, you don't have a way out. Uh, you're trapped inside this house. You have no way to escape. The specifics on why this home symbol is important. There were several things I noticed about the home. Um, the home, it wasn't my home. Like I wasn't in my home. I was in someone else's home. Also, the home, it was a home that, it, you know, this whoever this friend was, like I said in the dream, I had never been to her home before. So this home was unrecognizable. It was unfamiliar to me. This was the first time that I'd been there. So symbolically, I, I would interpret the unfamiliar home that's not my own as being unfamiliar, unknown parts of myself. Um, getting to know unknown parts of myself, you know, as I'm walking through the house, noticing the layout, noticing that things are, are off with the house, like the ceiling and the door, but being stopped from exploring by this intruder that is busting, literally busted in through the house or things in my subconscious or things in reality or something coming in and preventing me from understanding or exploring these unknown parts of myself. Uh, Being represented in this dream by a drug, enraged drug dealer kicking down the door of a house that I'm in. The home of the friend was a place that was new that I had to go to because my current home was being fumigated. I assume because of bugs. I don't know why else you would fumigate a home. That, to me, translated into like my old self or my current self needs to get rid of things, pests, invaders, thoughts, 
and I have to go to this new place, this new self. This new place is odd. It has had repairs that have been patched over, you know, the ceiling that's been, looks like it has mildew and it's been leaking. And that's been patched over. It's been fixed, but not well or flawlessly. Perhaps an analogy of how the mind or the body heals itself. Speaking of things that have been patched over and maybe kind of fixed, the door has been sealed. It's almost like a hidden door. Could be a symbol for something else trying to escape or or it could have just been like events from my environment bleeding into my dream. Like, you know, of course, in order to, in my mind, or remember hearing the, the knock that happened in real life, if it comes into my dream, in order to hear the knock, there has to be a door there. I would think so. My mind creates a door that needs to be knocked down. Or maybe the exit that I fear I can't get out or I'm locked or the locked door is to keep me in and face the unknown house slash unknown self or the door was sealed shut to not it was still shut, not so that I would not be able to get out, but so things couldn't get in. Like it was more of a protection seal so people couldn't get in. Not, it wasn't something to keep me out. Perhaps. I don't know. I feel like that has two meanings. Um, because definitely doors are seen as a symbol of uh, a way to protect yourself once you're inside. You know, you lock your door, you know, you barricade the door or you board the door up or something uh, to keep people from coming in as well. But you can also lock it to, I guess, keep yourself getting out. Or someone could lock you in and keep you from getting out. But the door was sealed from the inside. You know, it was painted over from the inside. So, I mean, I guess you could lean on to the interpretation that it was sealed from the inside to keep whatever, whoever is in, in. But, I don't know definitely like a multiple interpretations for that the next symbol under this home category is the intruder basically is a representation of an unknown force I didn't I, I didn't know who he was I'd never seen him before he knew the house and he knew the people that lived in the house I did not like I said in the dream like I didn't really know the friend really well um, like I, I, in the dream, you know, 
the friend, the kids, the husband, they were all people that I didn't recognize. But like the guy, the intruder, he knew them. He knew who they were. He recognized them. I, I, you know, real life, I didn't, I didn't know these people. I didn't recognize their faces. Um, the intruder could also be a representation of fear, you know, like fear is busted down the door, getting into my head, you know, busting down my psyche, getting into my head. And then I also thought if, you know, if I'm going with the house is me symbol, but the house is not familiar to me, but it's but it's familiar to the intruder, then maybe the intruder is someone from my past, someone that knows me, hence knowing the house, which is a representation of myself. He knows the house that I don't know. So he would have to have known me or a representation of someone or something that has known me in the past for him to recognize, know the house, know who lives there, know about the house, but I don't. The intruder, yeah, so, I mean, he would have to, he have to have been to, like, you know, know where it is, to know the people there, the inhabitants. Like, he has to, it would have to have been something that is, not familiar, not familiar to me, but I'm familiar to it. I guess if that makes sense, which sounds kind of creepy. Um, the next symbol, getting help, but not being believed. This, I think, is related, basically, I think it's related to my fears and anxiety of living alone and possibly a break-ins, you know, these loud, un, you know, unexpected sounds. Now, related to the fear of getting help is probably that there's a fear that once I get help or find relief, it may not be enough. I found that that interpretation was actually relevant to things that are currently going on in my life. But it was basically how in two instances in the film, um, the, well, I guess you could even say three. Okay, so there were two instances. There was, you know, when I was out on the high with the state trooper and then the crazy drug guy, the intruder guy, comes up and interjects himself into the conversation and tries to discredit what I'm saying. And then after that, when we go back to the house of the police and see the friend and her, you know, kids and everybody there wondering where I am, he's there again trying to discredit what I'm saying. You know, even though I you know, go to a different place, there's other people there that can help me. There he is again trying to discredit what I'm saying, trying to make people not believe me. And, you know, if, it, if people are not going to believe me, then I can't get help. Also, I said a third time because in 
in the when I was in the house before the door was kicked down, I was looking out the window sort of to get I guess me getting help was that was my way of well, my way of looking through the window to see who it was was kind of like you know, getting help, trying to assess the situation, trying to help myself. And he, the intruder interjects himself into the house by kicking in the door and coming in. Then, you know, maybe a fourth time as well, because when I'm thinking, oh, I, you know, I, I need to, I can maybe get to the bedroom to get to my phone. And he's standing there blocking the doorway to the bedroom. So he's preventing me from getting help again. I mean, his overall presence is preventing me from getting help, but so there's multiple or reoccurring uh, scenario in this dream of this unknown intruder preventing me from getting help. And yeah, that's that's what that is. Um, <laughs> and finally. The most exciting part of this dream was my, uh, was the the fact. Like I I mentioned in several my dream episodes that I've always you know been lucid dreaming, but there's been very very few occasions where I have been able to actively make things happen in the dream, and this was. I think this is the first time where I was able to do that, you know, make things happen. Also to know, not related to this dream at all, but if I were a superhero and, or not even a superhero, but if I was like a mutant, I was a mutant and I had superpowers or something, telekinesis would definitely be one of my powers. So I could just like flip things over with my mind. <laughs> the first the first stage I consider the first stage in lucid dreaming is being aware that you're dreaming. The second stage is being able to have active control controlled dreaming. And that that's the point where I've always wished that I could, you know, get to. Um I I come close in the past but not quite as close as I did in this dream this this happened uh towards the end of the dream where I was looking at the guy on the four-wheeler flying across this freeway thinking that I don't know that I've just run out across the freeway he's just driving across the freeway and in my mind in the dream repeating over and over, please let him crash, please let him crash, and having him actually crash the four-wheeler, and I was like, oh my god, and it's so, it was even weird, not only because I was, I felt like I, I made that, you know, happen in my dream, like I was able to control the events in my dream, but that it, it was like in slow motion, like, a superhero action movie where you know I like you know this telekinesis because my subconscious knows that I really wish I had this power so it was like telekinesis and making the the four-wheeler go airborne and then having it smash 
straight down into the ground as I would have done if I had superpowers in real life. Like I would have made them crash this freaking forward. That's how that would happen. But I don't have superpowers, unfortunately. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Don't forget to follow me on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Juncture Podcast and you'll see my logo. You can also find me on Twitter at Juncture Podcast, all one word. If you're interested in having your dream analyzed on the episode of Juncture, just go to my Twitter page at Juncture Podcast. And there's a pen post with a link to a form to submit your dream anonymously. Fill out the form or share the link. And finally, thanks for listening to Juncture Podcast. And I hope y'all tune in next time.